This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Do you have a favorite from the Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, those kind of stations? Out of those platforms? Those platforms, I mean, yeah. Yeah, the one I gravitate toward the most is Hulu when I'm looking yeah, for too. like really like kind of like a juicy drama. I feel like yep. they always deliver with that. Yep. Um, I think if you're looking for like prestige, HBO or Max or whatever Max, you want to call yeah, it now. Right. Although now because they've merged with Discovery, it's, I find it very hard. Like I'm trying to like reset my algorithm because it's all Rudy's nodding his head. He's it's all reality shows and like yeah. home and garden type of things and renovation. I'm like, I don't want any of this. I want to see all of the the dramas and even the documentaries. They do great documentaries on HBO. Yeah, their narratives and their docs are amazing. But why is it that I need four seasons of Everybody Hates Chris? I don't need that that sitcom. Yeah, I, don't I, I don't want it. Like, don't show me all this garbage. It's just, it's filler. Like, I get the reason why HGTV has to be a part of the a la carte when you get cable, because nobody would get it. Nobody would watch any of these old shows if you didn't put it on Max. But I, I imagine the percentage of people that are watching it is is way less than the amount of people that are annoyed by having to sift through it. Yeah, and I, I'm sifting through for all these home renovations. What is it, Chip and Joanna Gaines? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm just not interested. And I feel like I get targeted because I'm a female, you know, because my husband has a, has a feed and I have a feed. And I'm like, I look at his and I'm like, why? I'm not even watching these reality shows. Why are they coming on my feed and not his? Oh, yeah. I suppose that is true. I spend a lot of time right now watching Dark Side of Comedy and Dark Side of the Ring. Oh, Everybody's dying. I, those two are, uh, <laughs> yes, Tom. Oh, we are simpatico on both of those. Oh, wow, BFF in the making here. Well, I knew a lot of the people. Like, you probably knew a lot of the people, too. Oh, wow. Those two, those two series are just, it's insane to They're watch amazing. the backstories of some of these people and how sad it really, really is. Especially, like, the comedy one, I, I understand. Like, we all kind of grew up in this you know, having terrible upbringings and trying to find love and whatever it is. But the wrestling one, it's like some of these guys come from legacy family oh, wrestling, yeah. you know, yep. families. And they, even their, their uncles and dads never made it past the age of 39. And they yep. go, ah, doesn't matter. I'm in. We're doing it. It's, it's like, you can't stop the cycle here, but they still get into it for whatever reason. And drugs, alcohol. I mean, Eddie Guerrero died in a hotel downtown Minneapolis. Yeah. Awful story. No and the CTE it. that they're not necessarily talking about when it comes to wrestling, too, that yes. is all tied in with the, the alcoholism, the addiction, the domestic violence, the suicide. Gee, why did I hang out with professional wrestlers yeah. for so long? Yeah. I never did any of that. I was never a big drug guy, though. I could drink with them, but I could never do the drugs, including steroids. I never did steroids. Well, you can tell I never did steroids. But no, I tell you, was it Bret Hart? Is he the one... He was supposed to descend from the ceiling of the arena in Calgary. Oh, yes. It was his brother, Owen Hart. Owen Hart. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. His brother, Owen. That was, what a dramatic story that was. And so tragic. Awesome. Fell a hundred feet. Yeah. Ten stories he fell and died immediately. Oh. Jesus. Yeah. Can you in imagine? front of an audience. In front of an audience. Yeah. That's the other thing, too. The trauma that everyone experienced Ooh. in that arena. Oh, it's tough. To, I, I love watching it because you, whether it's comedy and, you know, watching brilliant comedians who just are not, you know, they're not going to make it through life. Some comedians are very funny because they're that mentally ill. There's no question about that. Mm -hmm. Or mentally unstable, maybe is a better way to put it. But 
you know? Yeah. You watch this stuff and you go, man, you got it. You're famous. You're making a lot of money. You're a wrestler. You're a comedian. But they can't let what got them there go. Uh, yeah. They can't let it go. I think about Robin Williams all the time. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good perfect yeah. example. Absolutely. No question about it. But if you've never seen the dark side of comedy and the dark side of wrestling, you should watch. But I wouldn't watch it with just everybody around. No. Woo! <laughs> and be in the right mood, too, because they're yeah. not light yeah. fair. It's, you have to be careful. Protect your own mental health yeah. as well. I will be very honest with you, upfront with you, 100% at my age, because I knew both those boys. When the Road Warriors episode came on, I did start crying. After all these years of both of them dying so young, it made me tear up just watching them. Sure. Because they're sitting on cam and they're like, yeah, my buddy died and I ain't going to go through that. And you go, yeah, you are. You don't know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are. That's, I, I find those shows fascinating. But they're on the, both on the Vice channel, I believe. Yep. Yeah. Vice is also doing a whole series, I think, on um, some of the child stars and everything else. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> 90s, 2000s. So they, ha- they have a whole slew of different type of docu-series on that so if you're interested it's it's really worth taking a watch and the sadness is covered in some ways by once again watching chris farley try to show up as a what was he what do they call those male dancers what they, they oh, were chippendale chippendale you tried to try it up for the chippendale oh, <laughs> Kristen. side notes um lister wrote in you meant Mario, Super Mario. Super Mario, yeah. And you said Sonic. And they were like, I got a bunch of messages. All of a sudden, I look at my emails blowing up. And so we, I just wanted to correct Super that. Mario, yeah, yes. Before we got more messages, Super well, Mario. But read the whole message. It says, Kristen, you fool. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, they were super nice about it. They're like, Kristen, I think you meant Super Mario, not Sonic, right? Like... Sonic was a couple of years ago. Yeah. I know. I was even like writing. I was like shocked it made yeah. that much. I was like, well, Kristen knows. Like, yeah, you know. <laughs> no, it's Super Mario. Yeah, sadly, they are actually doing a second one right now. I thought they might be. It might be even a third. Is it a third one? Uh, I didn't think it was a second. I thought it was a second. But either way, uh, when those came out, I thought, boy, we are digging at the bottom of the barrel to find content. Because if we're doing Sonic movies, yikes. Yeah, they had a second. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 oh, was 2022. It, yeah, see, that's how mm-hmm. bad that movie was. I had no idea it existed. Jim Carrey. Yeah. It, oh, and James Marsden. Yeah. James Marsden, which mm-hmm. became a plot point for everyone who wants jury duty. Oh, sure, yeah. Well, yep. that's right, it did. Oh, that is? Yeah, a, yeah good point. He kept talking about that. That was an interesting... I don't know if it was a good show. Jury Jury duty was an interesting show. I don't know if it was it good or It is an Emmy-nominated show now. I know, yeah. I don't know. I, I keep thinking Martin. about the morality of it all. It, yeah. It's... I, I think that they lucked out in this because Ron Gladden took it so well and he was such a good guy, but it could have blown up in their face on the tail end of it Absolutely. had it been somebody else. And plus, he talks about he's still kind of messed up from it. Really? Yeah, he did an interview that was like, yeah, it kind of messed me up for a little while. Like, uh, you know, it really made me wonder what reality is. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I get that. You're talking about jury duty? Yeah. It messed people up psychologically? No, the main guy. Uh, the, you mean the judge? No, yeah. the one who was like in the Truman Show-esque, like where oh, the Oh, that deal, yeah. Okay, yeah, right. yeah. Where he was like, thought everything was real and then finding out his that's not real. And yeah. it was for weeks, you know what I mean? Like I'm sure, because his own reality was, his reality was one thing, and then it turns out to be totally another. And then you're waiting. I'm sure for him, too, it was a long-term thing, because then he's waiting for it to come out, and he yeah. doesn't know edit. how he's going to be portrayed. Yeah. Uh, and Kristen, did you ever see Windy City Heat? 
Mm-mm. Okay, so if you don't know what it is, it's the same concept, except it's around a movie. A guy thinks that he is starring in a movie. Oh, yeah. Everybody around him finds him to be irritating and racist and homophobic and a terrible human being, so they pull this elaborate prank. Bobcat Goldthwait directed it. And everybody is in on it, except for him. Yeah. And at the end, they don't do it in this way, the big reveal and jury duty, where they're like, listen, buddy. And they put it, you know, here's what, when they reveal it to him, it is, he is devastated. And everyone's like, good, you deserve this. You deserve to have this happen to you. Yes. The only place you can find it is on YouTube. You can't rent it anywhere else, but it's free on YouTube and it's so worth a watch. Oh, wow. See, it makes me think that they're aware of the movie and wanted to make sure it didn't turn out like that, too. Maybe. I mean, because you've got a hundred... Sorry to spoil it for people, but he gets money at the end. So sure. it's $100,000 mm-hmm. if you haven't seen Jury Duty. Sorry. <laughs> but but I, I think that that's kind of fascinating. And and for Ronald Gladden, it worked out really well. He has an agent now, and you know they're pitching him Hollywood projects. We had the judge on. He's a good guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was. He's a very nice guy. Um, is Bobcat over? He hadn't done anything in about five years now. What the hell happened to him? No, nah, he's still running around. Him and Dana Gould doing shows together. But I mean, he's not doing any movies or anything anymore. Not doing movies, doing a lot of directing, doing like a, he still directs for Jimmy Kimmel and he does a few, I don't know if he does commercials anymore, but I know he was for a while, but he hasn't made a movie in a long time. The last, the last thing he did was a documentary with Dana Gould where they were going out on the road and the first night of tour, they got into a terrific car accident. Both were alive, but then they decided to document the tour because the tour got canceled after the accident. And then they documented going back out onto the road with the rescheduled dates. Great documentary. There you go. Mm. The one thing about him I will say is I, I had known him for, God, 20, 25 years. He sure as hell changed once he became a director, man. He got an edge to him that was really hard to put up with. So I don't know if that's what ruined his directing career or not, but he... You think so? Oh, God, hmm. yes. He became kind of an asshole, to tell you the truth. Hmm. Very arrogant, which I n- never thought I'd see, because when he used to come in, he was phenomenal. Last time I saw him, I mean, I, I just I walked up and said, hey, we should have dinner sometime. He goes, yeah, I don't think so. It's like, what? Huh. Okay, good for you there. Bobcat's peak, though, I feel like was the 80s, wasn't it? Yeah. Or like early yeah, 90s. Yeah, pretty then. much. The, the yeah. voice and the hair and the... Yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really great guy at that time. He's coming to the studio all the time. He would just come in like three, four times a year. And he was just a great guy to deal with. But once that director thing started, boy, he was... He was John Houston, apparently. Sure. I guess. There's a, <laughs> there's a great clip of him on Good Morning America with Katie Couric, where during Shakes the Clown. Remember that movie, Shakes the Clown? Sure, yep. Oh, Today and, Show? Yeah. Oh, the Today Show, yes. And she was having to interview an actual clown and Bobcat. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> And, and at some point, you know, the, the, they they ask the question of the clown, and the clown's like, I don't think it's fair that everybody takes a, a, a crack at clowns because we're just trying to make the world happy. And she's like, Bobcat, what do you have to say about that? And he goes, Katie, did you lose a bet? Why are you having to interview me and a clown? What there happened? You did you draw the short straw this morning? What's up with that? It's funny. Yeah, it's probably so not her funny. finest moment of journalism. No. <laughs> so, you know, that's funny. It's yeah. very funny. It used to be yeah, that. who was the producer that pitched that one? That segment <laughs> producer should be fired. <laughs> Gelfan will be in this morning. He, he has a wonderful story about clowns because he was interviewing a clown because he used to do a TV show. And the guy's name was like Bill Putnam, something like that, close to that. And he, so Gelfand goes, your name, uh, Bill Putnam? Uh, when you're a clown, though, do you have a clown name? He goes, yes. As a matter of fact, I do, and I'm very proud of it. Now, you have to remember that Mike Elfand is a nice Jewish boy, okay? He said, okay, what's your clown name? And Bill Putnam said, they call me 
Putz the Clown. <laughs> and Kelvin went, Putz? They really call you Putz? Which is a reference to a man's penis. Yeah, uh, not great. <laughs> not a great. It's like Yiddish, right? For yes, yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. Your penis, the clown, yeah. really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which, like, Gelfand would be like, yes, that is a tragedy. Knowing him, <laughs> honest to God, <laughs> we got to bring it up when he gets here because he, when he tells that story, I cannot stop laughing. It's so Putz. funny. Your name is Putz the Clown. Talk is that about right? communication <laughs> error right there. You go, oh yeah, that does not translate well. I love it. All right, Kristen, get to work, damn it. I will. Be in Rhythm Nation. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm looking at Rhythm Nation one last time. She's got a very serious look on her face. She does. Well, Janet Jackson's a badass, so. I heard she never has recovered from that the reveal of the breast. That there, there was a little documentary, a short documentary. Oh, my goodness. Her. That is, a, you know, if you want to talk about that tomorrow, we can. Yeah, that let's. is a whole saga. I'll, okay, That's we'll do it tomorrow because it's fascinating because it involves Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Not a shock, but yeah, let's, let's cover that tomorrow because that's a fascinating story, and she still suffers with that every day, apparently. We'll talk about the sexism. You'll love it, Tom. The sexism or the talk the about the sexism? The sexism involved in this, yeah. Uh, yeah, I bet you I'd be thrilled by that, having a wife You're and a daughter. You're going to be thrilled. Can't wait. Uh, talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen, we'll take a break. Be right back with Chris Egger in just a couple of minutes. This is Tom Bernard for Power Lodge and Miller Marine. Attention all power sports enthusiasts. This August, we invite you to celebrate with Power Lodge as we hit a major milestone, 25 years of bringing action and excitement to Minnesota as your go-to destination for all things marine and power sports. To say thank you, each of our locations will host a local uh, community appreciation day. Yes, I did say local appreciation day for the community. Join us in Brainerd, Ramsey, Onamia, or Sauk Rapids as we roll out the red carpet with delicious food, amazing prizes, fantastic giveaways, and unbeatable special pricing. As the grand prizes, we'll be raffling off a variety of Polaris ATVs and snowmobiles. Check out PowerLodge.com for event dates nearest you. And that's not all. Throughout August, we've got something special planned. Follow us on social media as we unveil 25 days of deals on the latest off-road and on-road vehicles, boats, and supplies from the top brands in power sports. That's right. 25 days of back-to-back incredible offers. You won't want to miss this. So mark your calendars and get in on the action during our 25th anniversary Power Lodge, where your adventure with throttle therapy begins. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Hi, this is Tommy B. My friends at Niemeyer Trailer Sales at their Albertville location off Interstate 94 would like to extend a special offer going on now through the Minnesota State Fair. Along with everything you can buy on a stick at the Great Minnesota Sweat Together, you should have some cool incentives with a State Fair deal when you purchase an RV from Niemeyer's Albertville location. 
How's this sound? Receive a free exterior ceramic coat and NanoCure interior treatment. These coatings provide a durable, long-lasting shield against dirt, water, and UV rays, and basically extend the life of your RV to keep it looking newer and lasting longer. It's a $2,000 value, free with purchase if you get an RV from Niemeyer's by September 5th in Albertville only. Plus, great deals on their campers at both Albertville and Elko New Market, now through the end of State Fair. Take your passion on the road with Niemeyer Trailer Sales and see my guys and gals at Niemeyer's and look at what they got at Niemeyer's.com. That's N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S.com, Niemeyer's.com. Your State Fair deals end on September 5th. Oh, and tell them Tommy sent you. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Leave me alone. I just put a lot of pressure on you, Chris. Yeah, you did. She put a lot of pressure on you. I just said, don't worry. Oh. Chris will make you feel better. And he goes, no, he won't. <laughs> <laughs> and you were sitting there just he's, like, he's like a wrong. Boy Scout just shining. Like, yeah, I'm here. He's so. not wrong. I have a huge problem with if you have a job to do, you have to do your job. No excuses. Get your head out of your ass and do your job. Something just happened, and it was a pretty big mistake. And it was nobody on the show right now, but somebody made this huge mistake, and it pisses me off to no end, right? Just do your job. That's everybody, this is your duty. Do it, right? So I'm getting more and more pissed off. She goes, because I'm going, God damn it, I'm so sick of that. There are people doing this. Blah, 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 blah. And she goes, well, Chris is on next. He'll cheer you up. And I went, no, he won't. <laughs> <laughs> he won't cheer me he up. Will Forget not. it. He and will not. And then we not. both just started laughing so <laughs> hard. absolutely right. I will not. <laughs> you will not make it better. <laughs> Typical. Oh, that does piss me off, though, when people don't do their jobs. Oh, God. You get paid to do this. Do your job, right? Uh, it's tough because um, for people who are control freaks, uh, I like to do everything. And so you give up, you relinquish some of that control because the process is the process, whatever right, it might be. Right. But then when stuff doesn't get done, then you, yeah, I, I, I get it. I definitely get it. Well, again, if you, it's your job, you, you get paid if you do your job. Right? I think that's how it works generally. Kicking the can down the road, are we? Ladies and gentlemen, news. That's what I do, Tommy. <laughs> news. But actually, 
Brittany was right. I cheered up mightily when I saw Chris Eggert appear on this. Game. You were. It was just so funny because I was like, oh, <laughs> we both could not stop laughing. It was like you were just sitting there smiling too, like this little li- like lit up Boy Scout. We're like, oh. It's true. I mean, he'll cheer you up. No, he won't. No, he won't. <laughs> I've decided. I was like, oh. Greatest. News brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh for your free 48-minute financial evaluation. So what's uh, what's new in the news today, Pally? Uh, I guess I've got a, a bunch <laughs> of really uh, weird, interesting stories today. Mm. Um, some of a, a good portion would would lean toward positive. Whoa! What? What a twist! How did it I, happen? <laughs> I know, I know. It's nice. Um, I, well, they took 14 known gang members off the streets. Good. The feds announced that yesterday. About time. Which was really good. Um, there was a number of people. 45 gang members were taken off the streets back in um, May. So that's a big chunk of, you know, people who are accused of not doing very great things for our community. And I've always heard that a majority of the stuff that goes down um, – in uh it's in a really small part of north minneapolis it's not like it's the whole part of the community but it's also like a known group of people right. who are behind a majority of it so it would be nice to know that you know i know there's a lot of people in that community who are really just sick of you know not feeling safe and i i hope this makes a dent in that it has to look i will tell you something if i were a black man in America today, and I heard some white guy on TV say, well, we have to be careful here because, you know, some of these people being arrested are black. It's like, what? Are you dehumanizing them because of their skin color? Yes, there are good people and bad people of all colors. We got to get away from that bullshit. These people that just cover everything. First of all, that's a very racist thing to say, and they don't even know it's racist. They have no idea. Yeah. That's stupid. I said stupid. You heard me. I heard you loud and clear. Loud and clear, man. No, I think it's one thing that I'm, I'm reminded of. I had a friend who was a Minneapolis cop who also was a Detroit cop for years and then moved to Minneapolis. And I'm talking to him and he goes, Tommy, I know. And we just talked about the movie this morning. I love The Godfather. It's my favorite movie of all time. It's a great movie. <laughs> he said, Tommy, this is years ago. He said, Tommy, I, I know you're a huge fan of The Godfather. I got to tell you something. Now that I live in Minneapolis, I don't live in Detroit anymore. We had a lot of trouble with a street gang there. It was an inner city street gang, and they were committing crime after crime after crime. And they were inspired by the movie The Godfather, only apparently they didn't pay much of atten- much attention to it because their tattoos on their arms, they had some jackets with the name of the gang on it. And um, they were going to name the gang after uh, the family name. Only I think somebody messed up. And it literally, the tattoos said, the Conley Onlys. Oh, no. Instead of Corleone, it's yeah. a Conley oh, Only. Oh, no. <laughs> Don Conley Only. Don Conley Only. Very famous. <laughs> I wonder then if they spend their whole lives and they have to, like, change what they think. It's like, no, 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 we took our own version. Maybe there's a trademark or something. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. That was what they were worried about. Right. That's, yeah. They thought it was the Conley only Conley only. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> 
There is only one, and we are the Conley only. We are the Conley. We're very vicious. And we're we're, and we're a little scary. lonely, too. How could you be scared of a guy in a Conley only gang? <laughs> it would make you laugh every time, right. wouldn't it? God, yeah, unless that. the guy was holding me over a building or something, and then, I, you know, I'll be a problem. building, then I probably would laugh at that. Say, I, I respect the Conley onlys. Well, you, you guys should. be what you want to be. You'd horn tootin'. So what's new in your world, Pally? Um, well, I was, uh, I've got, uh, I was up late last night for me. There was a mobility clinic for, um, adaptive folks like me who don't have all of our parts at mm -hmm. us bank stadium. Cool. Uh, it was really fun. It was really cool. And there's like 400 different people there and supposedly like the world's largest, um, not verified by Guinness, but unofficially, um, group of adaptive athletes for a clinic all in one place. Cool. Did you guys yeah. get to see some new technology or what was there? It was mainly kind of a show of force that um, these groups can get together and that these kind of like clinics are available people. If they want to learn how to run, if they want to do stuff that maybe they think they can't. So it was cool. And a bunch of people from Allianz, a couple hundred of them were there and they helped out too with the clinic, which was cool. How many, Chris, how many different legs do you have? Like, do you have a running leg? I have a different attachment I can put on. It's like a Swiss army knife. Uh, um, is that a blade? Uh, it's not a, it's a modified blade. It's not like you think of when you think of like uh, Pistorius. I always mm -hmm. don't fall back to, I know that's a bad example, but Oscar Pistorius. Mm -hmm. um, it's not exactly like that, but it's one that allows for some running. Cool. Didn't his girlfriend shoot him or something? He shot her. Oh, he yeah. shot her. Mm -hmm. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah, it was a whole freaking mess, man. What the hell is that all about? How can you awful, not run away awful. from a guy who has two fake legs? Well, and at that point, he was not even in his legs. I, he was like laying on the floor of the oh, bathroom yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's a terrible story. Wait yeah. a second. You're laying on the floor of the bathroom with no legs and you happen to have a gun on you? <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, I, 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 the whole thing was pretty That's yeah. weird. He claimed it was an intruder. He thought that she oh, was an intruder yeah. and then he shot through the door, okay. quote unquote, you know, but yeah. That's right. I remember that story now. Is he still alive? Yeah, I, I was just going to yeah. look it up. I don't know if he's in jail or not. I'm looking for that right now. I think he's in jail. Is he? He should be. Yeah. yeah. The judge, what did he say? I'm sorry, son, but in this case, you don't have a leg to stand on. What do you think? <laughs> Come on, huh? Come on, let's pretend this is CCO in the morning in the uh, old days with Boone and Erickson. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you I love those guys. They were great guys, both of them. Boone and Erickson, both great guys. So, like, your day-to-day, um, -day, can I ask more about your leg, Chris? Is that okay? Nope, you're out. Yeah, I was going to. Well, you let me know. I've got all kinds of news, too. Well, I just have a question. So your day-to-day -day yeah. leg, do you wear the same one, or do you have different ones than that? Like, cause you have I have one that I wear for the day-to-day. -day. And do and mo most people have more than one, or is it so expensive you usually it, well, just have it's, one? It, that was part of the reason we got together last night, too, is insurance companies will not automatically cover legs used for things other than your day-to-day. So insurance will not let you get a running blade, which costs thousands what? and thousands of dollars. Insurance will not let you get a water leg so you can take a shower or go in a pool or go in the ocean or whatever it might be. So 
it's a struggle with all that. And so the idea is to hopefully one day create some equality when it comes to that. Yeah, that's really cool. Thanks for sharing yeah. that. Well, yeah, don't, don't bring that up again because we're going to have to talk now about his other missing, the fact they can't find his heart either. Oh, that one we were doing. Well, and the brain, obviously. The brain, too. that's going to be a problem too. I mean, that was. We'd love you to have a walking brain, a radio brain. Didn't even brain. really be, need to be stated, did it? But Yeah, way to go, Brittany. Way to ruin his life. That's way to go. It's all um, There was a thing I did want to mention overnight. Um, this was kind of unusual. Uh, we heard from St. Paul police at like four o'clock this morning Ooh. and it didn't, it, it hasn't risen at this point to the level of an Amber alert, but they wanted to get the word out about a six month old who they think is in danger. Um, this was from St. Paul police. His name's Mayer and uh, police say he was taken by the mother's ex-boyfriend, a guy by the name of Nicholas Cruz. Oh, and he yeah. was last seen driving a, a black 2010 Chevy Tahoe. Apparently he sent some kind of threatening message to, to the baby's mom. Right. And which gave them, gave them enough concern to put information out about him. Um, I don't know. I think there are certain parameters for a Amber Alert to have to be an actual Amber Alert to be set. But um, for whatever reason, I did want to mention that because that was something that we directly heard from St. Paul police this morning about, so. Well, I'm glad you brought it up because I saw that story with, I was watching yeah. you, I was watching this morning when you put that up and it's like, that guy looked like one of the dumbest human beings, just his picture. He looks like a complete moron. So he can't figure out what he wants to do either. Well, I was, I was thinking it was pretty bold for the police department to put out his picture yeah, and his, yeah. his name and if they weren't very concerned about yeah. something bad happening because right. mm -hmm. I wouldn't think they would have I would have thought they would have you know protected his privacy a little bit more but nah, not in this case so yeah it looks like he's flat out guilty in other words well I, I don't think they would put that out right. really nearly. let's put it that way so. No question. I just, once again, as soon as you bring kids into it, I'm sorry you lost me. You should be shot in the head. That's all there is to it. Agreed. But side note, Chris, is this your version of happy, positive news? Yeah. Speaking of? Well, they took the gang members off the streets. Mm -hmm. um, that, that was the good one. Um, there's also, uh, this is cool. Did you guys read this? The They've finally been able to take, and I did a story about this like six or seven years ago. Um about taking pig parts and genetically yeah. modifying them. And they've had some success, but they've been able to genetically modify a kidney and put it in a guy who was brain dead and had donated his body to science. And the thing's still kicking. Wow. Which is a huge, huge medical development. Because yeah. ideally someday, this was what the story I was that I did several years ago was like, you get your own pig that grows your parts. So if you need, yeah. Wow. That, that, that's something that they're tracking of being able to do. And I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of all kinds of controversy about gene editing and altering, you know, altering the DNA of, of animals in this, in this case. But the idea would be there's a pig that's got your, it's genetically set up to be able to, if you have heart failure, you can take the heart from that thing and put it in Jeez. you or kidney or liver or pancreas or whatever it might be, which is 
really insane to think about. Yeah. This is like a human parts car. Yeah. Do you guys remember I mean, that? It kind of is. Yeah. Yeah, I would have to have that pig in a second location because I knowing me, I would get emotionally attached to my uh, extra part pig. Uh, so I would have to like have like Rudy raise my pig because I couldn't. Oh, thanks for the chore. I appreciate it. Mm. Not a I'll raise yeah. your pig if you raise mine. One more mouth to feed, right, Rudy? Yeah, I don't know. No, I want to get to know my pig. <laughs> Good. You can have both our pigs. <laughs> I also have a question for you. You'd get attached to his pig anyway. That's a good point. So I'd yeah. protect his pig. Yeah. So you might not want to give me his pig. No. All right. It's not going to work. I get no one's I mean, pigs. It's, a, <clears throat> it's, it's weird for me to think about us doing that story like six years ago it where is. it was sort of becoming a reality. And over this amount of time, it's like turning into a reality for people. And I mean, I've got a son who's got type 1 diabetes. I would love to be able to get him a new pancreas, right? Yeah. Like, yep. The, the idea that this is evolving the way it is, that might be something that's, you know, possible for him and all the other people, mm -hmm. you know, in the next 10, 20 years. So, I, yeah, I've got a friend who's got a one and a half year old and she's going to need a kidney. Oh, I know. God. And there it's, it's just, and so she's asking anybody who would be willing, you know, we're all looking at matches and stuff like that. And kidneys are like the most resilient like I can't. I think at age two she can take an adult kidney. I could be wrong. Oh, really? But that's wow. crazy to me. Um, and right now her kidneys are anywhere from performing at like ten to thirty percent, which our kidneys are so efficient that that is okay right now. But it will keep yeah. you know going down, which mm -hmm. I think is crazy. Because like you that think that it's a lot of people survive just fine off one kidney. You just reminded me of something when I was a little boy. Yeah. And I'm not making this up. We lived, uh, I was, I guess, about five or six, something like that. And a kid that lived in our building, a 1200 Spruce Place, he was sitting on the steps and he kept patting himself on his knees. And he literally, was, he literally thought that that piece of meat was a little kid's knees. He, oh, thought, he literally knees. thought kidneys were kidneys. Oh, no. Like, Even at five years old, I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? That must kidneys. be terrifying, though, if we're talking about us having because kidneys. They're, they're, it sounds know, like we steal. Like like that. Yeah, we're they like. kind of look like they'd be at stake. Yeah, but like then it sounds terrifying. Like adults have all these kidneys in them. Like kidneys. we're stealing kidneys. We're harvesting children so we can replace our organs. Our kidneys, baby. My kidneys are breaking down. <laughs> but he had a point. It's kidneys and it's kidneys. So, I, you know. That is true. I will, God, you just, I haven't thought of that in about a thousand years. I, that has not come into, popped into my mind in years. That's what actually love about super this? cute. It is. I was re looking back now as well. That must have been really cute. I thought he was a moron when I was a kid, but, you know. It's the way the life works out. All right, Pally, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay, you guys, have a good rest of your day. You too. Thank you, Chris Eggert. Ladies and gentlemen, news brought to you by Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold, call Josh for your free 48-minute financial evaluation. So that'd be a good thing, yeah. don't you think? I think you know, so. That's one thing about little kids that I love when they they think one thing's another I, and they're wrong. I love when little kids do that. I stuff. can't wait to hear what Gogo, like what's oh, going yeah. on in her head. Uh, it's so funny because when she sees the dog, she goes, <sighs> <laughs> and we didn't know why. And then we realized she's trying to say, woof, woof. Yeah, she's trying We're to like, bark. why is she hyperventilating around dogs? 
I and it was like that. so that was just like, like a little quirk where I go oh my god we have so much fun ahead of it's us it's wonderful I she already cracks us I mean she's been difficult lately but well she's your kid so you know exactly you could the difficulty that comes from you passed along to her, you know. Oh, can I say? You know what I'm talking it's about. Genetic. All right, we do have to take a break. We'll be right back in a couple of minutes. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. On MyPillow's 20-year anniversary with over 80 million pillows sold, Mike Lindell and the MyPillow employees want to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in history on their MyPillows. Queen-size MyPillow's regular price is $69.98, now only $19.98 and just $10 more for king-size. MyPillow's patented fill adjusts your exact individual needs to help you get the best sleep ever. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to get Mike's amazing offer on the queen-size MyPillow for only $19.98. Enter promo code TOM. In addition to this special anniversary offer on the MyPillows, you will also receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products such as bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. Take advantage of the biggest sale in MyPillows history. Go to MyPillow.com, use promo code TOM to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TOM. There's plenty of thoughts that come into your head when you think the name Killebrew. Of course, there's the Minnesota baseball legend, Harmon, who was responsible for many a favorite memory at the old Met Stadium in Bloomington, and many a baseball that ended up in the stands and in the gloves of adoring fans from his home runs. There's Killebrew Drive, the legendary road that connects Highway 77 to the Mall of America, and a day of shopping you'll never forget. My current thoughts for the name Killebrew is fun floats in our kitchen with my kids and grandkids, a cool, refreshing break in between innings at Target or CHS Field. Or maybe a perfect sunset paired with a sweet, frothy beverage after fishing or on your favorite walleye lake. Killebrew root beer and cream soda. Grab a six-pack at a grocery or convenience store near you. I'm Tom Bernard. This spring and summer, enjoy the one Killebrew root beer and cream soda. Gluten and caffeine-free with a generous portion of delicious thrown in. Killebrew, where memories are created and legends are made. I'm here talking with my friends Michael Bilski and Brad Huckle of North American Banking Company. Guys, it seems like banking has changed quite a bit since you first opened your doors in 1998. Yes and no. In 98, we didn't have online and mobile banking like we do today. Many banking processes have also changed. One thing that hasn't changed is we still provide a true community bank experience right here in the Twin Cities. Our team takes the time to get to know our customers and their goals. This creates a relationship that is unique in banking today and one our customers appreciate. It's why we like to say we provide a better banking experience. You're absolutely right, Brad. I've been a customer for a long time. The service your team provides is phenomenal. Thanks, Tommy. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. God, it's 8.52 already? Man, the day's flying by again. John, a DoorDash driver is on the phone. How are you doing, John? I'm doing great, Tom. I'm Thanks glad to hear you. Not a problem. We were. Uh, are you, you talking about, about a week ago when that guy uh, brought a $20 pizza to a woman? She tipped him 5 bucks, and he started complaining about it? Exactly. Would you like to hear how, how, how he could possibly be upset about that? Okay, I would love to hear it, John. Yes, when you I put will. it like that, John. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, obviously the guy. Need, we take the orders 
you have to accept them. And he need, and and he had to accept an order probably that drove. He, he had to probably drive twelve miles to deliver that pizza. Mm-hmm. And uh, my first point is you can't you can't tip a, a driver based on percentage. You should really be tipping based on how many miles you are from the store. And how would you know that though? Because I wouldn't know. I have, well, I, I have no idea how far I am from the latest. I mean the. The pizza place. I assume it'd probably be about seven, eight miles, but it might. Maybe it's further, John. I don't know. Well, yeah, I guess you, you maybe wouldn't know. I, I would think you know you would kind of know if you lived in Ham Lake or something. And yeah, then nearest, yes, yep. But I mean, uh, you can't. You just can't tip on percentage. It's like let me uh, let me. Uh, I get what you're this saying, guy, John. But wouldn't that be an infrastructure that should be built in on DoorDash? Like, wouldn't that be the system that would need? Like, if they're oh saying, but like that's where you go. DoorDash needs to say, hey, if you want to order from here, it's going to be a ten dollar tip added because of the distance. That'd be good. Like, they're the ones oh, that are going to know the be, distance. That would be wonderful, but it, it's not how the platform works. It, it, it's really crazy. It's very crazy. You you have a you don't have to take the order, but if you don't take so many loser orders, you're kind of <laughs> you kind of get worse orders as the day goes on. I love loser orders. That's real nice, John. <laughs> well, it is a loser order. <laughs> we get well. Let me tell you what we get. We okay. get two dollars from DoorDash for every That's delivery. The, Two bucks. For every delivery. Okay. Plus tips. Okay. okay. And if and if we don't accept like seventy percent of the orders, you really you start getting worse and worse orders. It's merit based oh, okay. uh, incentives. So it's I just so this guy probably drove out to this place, you know, X number of miles. Probably had to do it five times because he's trying to get his percentage up, and he was just frustrated. and And he's done now. He'll never get on that platform. You don't deal with human beings except at the restaurant and at the customer. There, there's really you're really at the whim of algorithms all day long. But John, don't... It, you can make money. You can make money, mm-hmm. but. It, it's like, but they can also set the dials to see how cheap you will work. Oh, really? They, well, of course they can. You, you begin to see it. I've been doing it about not quite two years now. I only go out, I'm semi-retired. I go out like three hours a day. And and you start to see these things. You would not believe the frustration you can run into just trying to deliver food. Like what? What, what happens? Well, you go to a restaurant and they they send you a text saying, "Oh, John's order is ready at Chipotle." So you go there, and it's not ready, and you're sitting there waiting. <laughs> Great. And the restaurant the restaurant has to trigger that because they, they they want to look good to DoorDash too. And you sit there, and sometimes they'll say, you can unassign from this order without penalty, you know, if you've sat there for too long. But oftentimes, you cannot. And you're like, 
what? Why am I sitting here? So you unassign, and then your then your metrics go down. So wait, John, are you telling us that a job sucks? It's hard to believe. It's hard to believe that a job sucks. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Am. I'm also, I'm telling you that a job sucks. Also, listen, John, I'm glad that you're semi-retired and you do it because you want to be able to, you know, get out and enjoy it. You know, three hours a day, totally fine. What about these people that are like 39 and they treat this like a career? What what happened to these people? How come these people aren't like trying to like better their lives or get a job where they can make more to be able to afford a house or a car or better things in life? Like, why does every job have to be able to sustain a lifestyle that people aren't probably ready for? I, I think it's well, it's um, ridiculous. I, I can't argue with that. I would not want to do it full time. No. But the, there are people that do, and because they don't want to... They, they don't want to work with somebody. They enjoy the flexibility. Mm-hmm. Well, well, that's why those jobs are supposed to suck. Tom spent one one summer on a highway building those sound barriers and was like, you know what? I want to go sit in a radio station and broadcast. <laughs> and he never picked up a shovel again because mm-hmm. he found out that those jobs sucks, but these jobs are great. So you worked hard, and this is where he's sitting now. Why can't people look at these jobs like it's an end it's a mean to an end. Like, all you need to do is get through the next six months while whatever it is, you're waiting for school to start. You're, you're waiting to move into your new place. You have some money coming in. Don't treat these things like it's supposed to be your career. Well, I can't argue with that. I guess I, my only point was it percentage doesn't work with drivers. I'm not bringing your food from your kitchen to your table. I'm... I'm I'm picking it up at the restaurant, driving it to your home. I know you're paying a premium for the food, but the to take it out on the driver is is pretty frustrating. No, John, John, let me ask you a question because the you know I tend to be a big tipper because my mother was a diner waitress for all those years, so I tend sure. to tip more than most. I people am do. as well. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So if I deliver a twenty dollar pizza. I would think that if I got a 25% tip, that would be great. But as what you, from what you're saying, it doesn't turn out to be a 25% tip. Is that correct? Uh, I guess it does, but, but it depends on how far you had to drive to deliver it. Yeah, see, I would have no idea. So how can people get educated and, as to how much they should be tipping? Because for me, 25 35% tip is pretty good for most people. I, I I would think you would know how close the restaurants are. I mean, you you have no obviously you would think that you're getting your food from the closest part of that chain to your home, and 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 most of the time that's the case. Ninety percent of the time, every once in a while, it's like you you have a big question mark in your head: Why am I delivering this Pizza Hut order from Champlin to Andover? <laughs> That's a hell of a haul right yeah. there. It is. At that point, I think I, I would, if I found out you drove that long, I would be like, Man. it'd be okay if you took a piece for yourself while you're driving. Yeah. Well, go, you go ahead oh and have God. a snack. Okay, so John, oh so. Oh my God, don't tell the drivers to do that. All right, I won't. <laughs> so we're all be- So we're all better off. Instead of judging that, hey, I should tip them 25%, I should tip them 35%, whatever. So. Like I said, I'm assuming that the place I order delivery, because we have two pizza places in our neighborhood, one you have to pick up from and the other one delivers. The Red Savoy delivers. I've known those guys forever. They used to deliver to my house in Golden Valley. They now deliver to the house in Edina. I don't know how far it is. So should I, should I 
know exactly how far. And okay, let's say it's eight miles from my house. On a twenty dollar order, how much should I tip, John? Eight bucks. Eight bucks. Even even if you said, okay, I know DoorDash is paying for the first two miles. Uh-huh. Just tip six bucks. You know, that's a good order. It's like, okay, if you're making a buck a mile. You know, you're making money. You can probably pull in 20 bucks an hour and pay for the operation of your vehicle. But uh, there's there's some there's so many people that are ordering food. I don't know why they do it. They can't obviously where they live, they're paying a premium for yeah. delivery food. Mm-hmm. And you wonder why they do it and you think, "Jeez." You know, I know you can't afford to tip, but uh, you really probably can't afford to pay the extra. And you pay more for the food. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I am. I am very real. I we. I think have had maybe food delivered to our house maybe once because I. Both me and Justin will run out and grab it. That's not a big deal. Oh, so now John's out of a job because of you. That was what I was just going to say. Way to go, (laughs) John. I was going to be honest. Is this actually makes me even more reluctant to use it if I'm accidentally slighting somebody because I don't know the mileage? And I don't mean this in a mean way, but like what the parameters you're putting on it, I go. I don't think I would use DoorDash (laughs) with knowing that I might a 25% tip might be pissing somebody off. But the good news is, if you did get a pizza from it's delivered to Andover from Shakopee. You'd have to call the bank first to get a loan yeah. to pay the tip. Yeah. Also, it'd be cool by the time <laughs> I want to take a bite. It'd be so nice and warm when it got to your house. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, well, some of us do things to keep your food warm. Yeah. There is that. Are but, you sitting on my pizza yeah, box? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't want to know I what you're not, doing. I'd rather not. have it come cold, John. I'm using heat pads. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God, I'm not, I'm not sitting on your pizza So, John, where do you deliver to in general? Is there one neighborhood you kind of deliver to more than others? I'm, uh, I'm, in, the, I'm in the Anoka area. Oh, yeah, okay. Excellent. A lot of good so, places up there. You know, so we're kind of spread out, and and we can really get some stinger orders that you would not believe. But and, and what I'm saying is, is, is it's incredible. Like I, I'm I'm usually a 70th percentile, and they call us top dashers because you're in the 70th part oh, of yeah. percentile. Yeah. But then you get like a string of orders that are like, oh my god, I'm not going eight miles for two dollars. Suddenly you're down in the 60th percentile, and oh my God, the orders just get worse and worse, and you're driving, you know, you're driving 100 miles to make $70, and, it, and it's frustrating. Yeah, I got to understand that. John, yeah. thank you for, for being honest with us. Thanks, thanks for calling in, because I, I never even considered that you should know how far the, the person's driving. No, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Well, it's 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 hard to tip on a percentage for for delivery. I get it. I get it. John, call back uh, again, Pally, and get my pizza over right. here right now. Damn it! <laughs> I'll get it there as fast as I can and as hot as I can. <laughs> okay, thanks, I John. Promise. Have a good day, sir. Bye. You too. Bye bye. John calling in, be educating us on how. I never even considered that that cost of. First of all, okay, let's say you do drive ten miles to deliver a pizza. How much gas are you burning? That's, I mean, this is all great questions. Like the price of gas right now, everything. And then they talk what is about that, four bucks or your car maintenance and yeah. things like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if you take it, so 10 miles, you figure the average, you know, tank of gas. Most cars get what, 22, 24 miles oh, to the gallon, much? maybe something like that. So you really? figure, you know, start doing the math, probably two, three bucks maybe to get you over there. Yeah, probably and back. And mm-hmm. then the pizza's cold. Yeah. 
You don't want that. No, I mean, I, I experienced that many days. No, you don't want that. And how much did you tip? Well, uh, tea biscuit in the fifth. Usually, usually <laughs> you know, tip right there. As your heads, yeah. Well, I'll tell you this much. Yeah. Exactly. I'm gonna I'm gonna tip the Uber driver today, even though he took me on a tour of Minneapolis. <laughs> yeah, oh, so you got to experience it. How often are you taking Uber? A uh, lot. And so you, d- you took an Uber over here this morning. Yeah, and uh, you know it's a three minute ride, but it turned out to be 16 minutes today. Uh, Why? Uh, well, the construction, the endless construction on my street, confused the driver. Oh, okay. Then he took a right turn, just like one block too soon. Then we wound up in a part of St. Louis Park that I've never seen before. <laughs> <laughs> That's good news. Yeah, it was a it was a nice area though. I have to say, you know, lovely, very middle class area. And uh, I thought about getting out there and just like you know, I could have walked from there except for the fact that there were no sidewalks, and I probably would have been uh, struck by a pickup truck going yeah, ni- ninety that. miles an hour. So. You don't need that. No, so I just hung in there. Yeah, there was a communication issue. You mean from culture to culture? It was just it was just yeah. I mean, it was a language thing. That's all. Obielba. You know, it's interesting because, because yesterday I, I took an Uber to, uh, to a provider, as we like to say, and the, I, my, one of my many eye guys. And um, I wore a mask because I was reading all about, you know, the new COVID thing, sure. the, the EG.5. And, uh, oh, so there's a new COVID now? It's, it's, a, it's a strain. It's How a much are they strain. making off of this one? Well, I, I mean, I, what, you mean the hospitals or? I'm talking about all of them. Because there's a lot of hospitalizations going on here, but it's, 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 this is a strain that they say is more contagious but less fatal. So we'll see. But, uh, uh, so, but I, I, didn't need the, I didn't need the mask at all with the Uber, you know. It was totally mm-hmm. spick and span, clean and all that. And then I got to the provider and went into the waiting room where I would say there were 25 people and I would say maybe 12 or 13 were sneezing or coughing. Oh, God. Well, they were all sick. And, a dream come and the true. person there who had, was sneezing and coughing the most, mm-hmm. that, that was the, the person at the, uh, at the uh, front desk. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> sneezed. I, I was a foot away when she sneezed. And, you know, not, no mask for her uh, and, uh, and no covering the mouth. Nothing. nothing. No. Mm-mm. I suppose that'll happen. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm here. Uh, it's been a rough, uh, it really hasn't been that tough, you know, but I mean, not by, by global standards, I can't complain. Yeah, okay, but you can wear your damn tiger hat in here to piss me off. You can do that. Well, the Tigers, you know. I mean, well, the Tigers. I'm, I'm riding the uh, the surging team right now. No. It's, oh, it's Detroit? No, the Twins. Nice surge. Twins have no issues there. They oh, will God. win the division. Look at Cleveland. This Cleveland, make, they make sure they, they lose every time the Twins lose. Yeah, they do. Yeah. You're absolutely right. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app. And anytime, on demand, wherever you get your podcasts.